0: Welcome to Extracurricular, the podcast all about the hobbies, interests, and talents of the students, faculty, and staff at Gwinnett Online Campus. My name is Dan. Thanks for joining me. Today, I had a chance to sit down and talk with Mrs. Bondison, an assistant principal at Gwinnett Online Campus. She's also a genealogist, uh, and she's really into studying and researching her family history and ancestors. Uh, We had a really interesting conversation uh, about how genealogy worked back before the Internet and how it works now. With the internet and DNA testing and the massive online databases and, you know, potential family connections that are all just an email away now. Uh, We talked about surprises and discoveries and Mrs. Bondison's family tree, the thrill of the investigation and how genealogy and family research can bring us all closer together. Um, and help us understand who we are and how we're all connected, where we're from. Uh, Mrs. Bonison even gave me a few tips at the end on how to get started on researching my own family's history Uh, with a last name that used to be Lawless, L-A-W-L-E-S-S. I'm assuming there might be a few shady characters, but uh, that's all part of the intrigue and fun. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. So uh, stick around after our conversation or my conversation with Ms. Bondison to find out about upcoming episodes and how you can help the podcast. Enjoy. <music> Okay, Kimberly Bonison, Mrs. Bonneson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on today. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me, Mr. Lawless.
0: <laughs> uh, I appreciate you coming. I understand that you have a really interesting hobby that I know nothing about.
1: I do, and it's a genealogy. And so I'm very interested in that now. And I actually, I started being interested in it probably when I was in my mid to late 20s. Okay. And I think it kind of stemmed from the fact that I'm an only child and um my my parents were not very close to you know, their extended family, and so, I don't know, there was just part of me that kind of always wanted to know, like where was I from? Because, you know, I kind of looked different than they did, you know, they were all kind of fair and I was, you know, a little bit darker complected and, um, just kind of wanting to know, like, how did that happen? Like, where did I get that from? So kind you, of idea. Right.
0: So you were curious about your background and exactly. that kind of stuff. And so for the, for people that don't know, like, um, genealogy, it's just the study of like, it's your family tree or mm-hmm. your, where your ancestors come from. And following that back is, far as you can go, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And,
1: and really, when I was in college, and Miss Treamer will appreciate this, I was really interested in genetics as a whole, like how we, why do we look the way we look? Like, why do I have brown eyes or, you know, why does, you know, I have... Two brown-eyed children and one blue-eyed child. Right. So how does that how does that happen? You know. So I was kind of in, really interested in that in college, and actually considered going into a major okay. with um, genetics. So Miss Treemer would appreciate that.
0: She would definitely like that. Yes.
1: <laughs> so I was just really interested in that whole thing, and um, and and probably too when I when I started a family as well, I became more interested in that. And so basically, when I started off, I just. Knew my parents, obviously, and their parents was about as as far back as I knew. And then um, an an extended family member had done some genealogy research and um, had given me some of her information. But then I found near where I lived, there was um, actually a church of Latter-day Saints, Mm -hmm. and they had a family history center that I started going to because— So this this
0: is physical, this is back in the 90s or something like this, where you (laughs) physically went, no internet or anything like that, Yes, I'm going
1: to super date myself by saying that this was probably in 1995, 1996. So pre-internet, the way that we know it, right? Right. Because that's like, you're not even emailing at that point, you know? And so I went to this actual physical place. I would go there on Saturday mornings for a few hours, but they were extremely helpful because they—that—that's something that they really. Um take a lot of pride in and invest a lot of time and effort in. And so there are people there that would help you. So, I mean, we're talking like microfiche, you know, I'm sure no kids will know what that is, but.
0: (laughs) But the really old school stuff that you have to put underneath a machine and to be able to look at it. So is this uh, census records or all sorts of.
1: Yes, it mainly was census records is, is really what they had. And so that's really kind of where I started off at. But, you know, there's just so much information you can glean just from census records. Okay. Right. and it's interesting because you know a census happens every 10 years right. and um some of the census records required more information so than others some are just very basic like who what's your name who lives right. in your house how old are they you know their gender what do they do for a living right. that kind of thing and but other Years, I think the 1920s is one, that particular census, is one where they ask a lot more questions. Like, can you read? Can you write? Okay. Um, you know, what color are your eyes? Yeah. You know, your hair. How tall are you? Which is, you know, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Where's your, you know, where was your mother born? Where was your father born? Which, when you have that kind of information, it can open up. I was
0: going to say, that probably helps with the mm-hmm. research aspect, right? It does. To be to, okay.
1: Because, you know, with... You know, families, they migrate to different places right. in the United States. So, you know, whereas, like my grandmother's family, for example, before my grandmother ended up in Florida, she was actually born in Kentucky.
0: Okay. Well, previous
1: to that, her family came from New York.
0: Okay. So,
1: had I not known that, I wouldn't have really known how to narrow. that search, especially if you're working with a common name, you know, if your last name is Smith, it's really hard to kind of narrow who you're looking for, because there might be multiples, you know, of that particular person. Um, So anyway, that's how I kind of started off was with that.
0: So how hard, so back then, were you physically, like, did you have a document that was literally almost like a tree where you were keeping track of going back? And did you ever... So it's almost like a puzzle, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. have to you have to figure out. Once you figure out one piece, then you're trying to either match up or trace it back to the next level, right? Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming. Um, so how far back back then in the '90s? How far back did you like? How complete? I know you said some you you had some help. Or someone else had provided mm-hmm. some information. So, how far back were you able to go back then?
1: Well, probably the farthest back I was able to get at that time was probably, I would guess, I would is my recollection probably seventeen hundreds.
0: That's, that's pretty, you know, far, which is pretty far. Pretty far back,
1: um, because my my side of so I did myself and of of course my husband as well, but my. You know, ancestors have been in America a really long time, Mm -hmm. and I came to find that out as I went further in my research. And so I was able to kind of get them back a pretty long ways. But exactly what you said is true. Sometimes, you know, there's one ancestor Mm -hmm. that once you find them, it unlocks all this other information. And, um, you know, I had one that had a really weird first name. It was Webby. Okay, and so once, that helps, right? Yes. I guess. Okay. <laughs> because how many Webbies are out right. there, right? And so once I was able to nail her down, like it opened up, like her parents and all these other people, you know. So it helped fill out my tree, you right. know. Once I could find that, and it was interesting, just you know being able to to find these different people and one kind of neat thing that happened to me way back then Mm -hmm. is um in doing that research at the um, church of latter-day saints i was able to um see in their records the person that had contributed the information and it had her contact information So I contacted her, and she lived in Utah. And it was interesting, and of course, these are all things I didn't know at the time. But my grandmother, when she came from Kentucky to live in Florida, she didn't drive. So basically, she never saw our family again when Mm. she left Kentucky. This was when she was in her 20s. So one of her brothers you know, had a family, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, this woman that had that contact information, she was actually a cousin of my mother's that my mother had never met before.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Which
1: is kind of neat, That's you know? yeah. But she lived in Utah. Okay. And um, so, so that was kind of neat. And then I found another um, cousin that sent me a book, an actual bound book uh-huh. of the family tree of that particular side of my family. Which
0: you could somehow connect to... Yes. something in your family yes so it actually like, came
1: down like the um the you know kind of the the initial person was um, my grandmother's parents Okay, and then it kind of weeded them back that, you know so it just but it was keeps like building an, and building yeah it was like an actual book and it took you know all the way back to you know their time in New York and it had like maps that showed where they lived on Long Island wow. which you know obviously yeah. didn't look like it does now but um, you know where their um, farms and everything were on Long Island and how they came they were actually French Huguenots okay. that were fleeing for religious just freedom I mean but it had all of that information which was really very cool and it had pictures also which was really great.
0: That's awesome to be able to look at that and be like this is like these are my family members when you go back. So does it get harder as the farther you go back obviously your tree gets bigger and bigger. I I guess do you ever run into dead ends or they're just places you just literally you can't go any further right okay
1: i do i do and um, back then you know before the advent of all that there is now on the internet it was literally just like a dead end like there's nothing more i can get you know from this area because everything just kind of stops and you know and it a lot of it depends on you know, if your family owned property or, you know, anything that would require a record. Right. Because, you know, like my grandmother was born, I'm trying to think of when she was born, like 1908 or so. Okay. But they didn't have birth certificates then. Right. You know, my mother, my grandmother didn't get a birth certificate to like the 60s. And she had to like find people that could attest to her being born. Right. (laughs) By these, you know, mom and dad and to get a birth certificate. So when you don't have those records, it's harder to kind of figure out. So really mm-hmm. the census is the best place to to find that as you kind of go back in time. But it, there are places where it just kind of stops and you can't get any further.
0: So the place you were going when she said was the Seventh-day Adventist, the it's Church the of Latter-day Saints, Latter-day that's right, Saints. okay. Mm-hmm. So that, um, and I know they have like a pretty big web presence now. Now they I've, do, I've yes. used that to look up <laughs> like just minor, minor little things. I don't know much about this. Um, so, did you ever go to, like, um, like the National Archives in D.C. or anything like that? Or you just kind of, at what point did you, oh, you did. Did you, maybe Well, or, not okay. in D.C.,
1: but I, so my family, um, a lot of are in Florida. So, mm-hmm. like, my father's family was in Florida for quite a long time, and my mom's dad's side of the family. So, anyway, I found, I went to the Florida State Archives, mm-hmm. which is actually in my hometown, okay. which was, you know, Convenience. Uh, yeah, that's nice. And so I went, but that, I found lots of information there that was super interesting. Okay. That um, my grandmother's father and my grandfather's father, so of course they didn't know each other right. at the time, were both institutionalized in a mental institution. I know, <laughs> well, crazy, right? pretty wild. <laughs> like literally and figuratively. But what was interesting is I was able to find their... I think they called them like intake mm-hmm. forms. So basically when they admitted them. But what was really interesting is the reason for commitment okay. on both of them. So one of them, their reason that they were committed was cancer.
0: Wow so medical reason they would right. put you in a mental institution yes. okay and
1: then the other one was religious fervor.
0: <laughs> wow, so too religious <laughs> too hey. religious yes
1: they put them in a mental institution yes interesting so that was that was super interesting because how I mean I don't know I just think it was yeah. really interesting but one thing that I've thought about since then because my father years after that, was diagnosed with early onset mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and after experiencing his like progression in that mm-hmm. disease it made me start to wonder did those two men uh, that were committed actually have dementia of some kind right because the early onset is genetic they, mm-hmm. at least they believe that it is and so they were acting crazy right. which they do but they didn't know what it was so they just kind of hung it on right. those they two things they just
0: put these two things and yeah. said yep you're in the mental institution, you're sick. exactly
1: Because, oh. you know, when you have Alzheimer's, it does kind of
0: right. seem that it, yeah, it, it it's, portrays
1: itself that way. So, anyway, that was just kind of interesting to see that. But, yes, I was able to do that. And I also found that I have some relatives that fought in the Civil War. Okay. And one of them actually fought at Kennes- the Battle of Kennesaw Mountain, which is oh, here, right here in the in, Atlanta yeah. area. But I was able to find his um, application for pension. Mm-hmm. And that during that battle at Kennesaw Mountain, he was actually hit in the leg with a cannonball.
0: And survived and <laughs> yes. lived? Okay.
1: And was disabled for the rest of his life oh, yeah. and received a pension as a result.
0: Wow. But, so
1: that's like what I found out. Those are kind of the main things I found out when I looked at the archives there okay. in Florida. So that's
0: pretty cool. So that so we census records are big. War records, obviously, mm-hmm. I guess is another way to track the hospital uh, yes. records. So when did you get, so did it ever, did you ever lose interest and then jump back in when sort of, when the internet <laughs> yes, actually. Uh, easier to do research? Or, yes, okay.
1: I definitely did because, you know, back then, you know, I was going to that, to that church to kind of find those records and, you know, I mean, obviously it took a lot of time and effort. Right. So I did, my interest kind of waned for a while. Once things kind of started going with the internet, I started looking at different sites like the Latter Day mm-hmm. Saints site and there are other ones as well. There's like a Roots, Web is one that, that had some, you know, good information on it and then Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. And so... But with Ancestry.com, like you can only get so much before you have to pay Okay, and I was cheap. So I was like, I'm, mm. not playing, I'm not paying yeah. for that. <laughs> so I, I didn't. So then I just tried to kind of find some things out, you know, in the free venues, right. which I was able to find, you know, some things that way as well. And um, so I did that for a while.
0: So how do you up until so you were doing that for a while? How were you keeping track? Were you keeping track like in paper form or electronic form or what? How would you keep track of this?
1: I kept track of it in paper form, okay, so, so I had a, like a notebook, notebook, like okay. a three-ring binder that was pretty big. It was like a three-inch, okay. you know, binder yeah. or whatever. And then whenever I found pictures, I would print them out. Um, you know, you can print out the actual census records if you want to, or that sort of thing. So I would print those out and kind Do of keep, keep a all file. those original documents mm-hmm. of. And our, I had like uh, a. Uh, family tree kind of like template where I would write mm-hmm. people in you know I was like handwrite it you know really yeah. small to try to fit it all in and um, but I did find out some pretty interesting you know information I one of the things I found out that was super cool is that on my mother's side of the family I have um an ancestor that was given a land grant in Florida from the king of Spain oh and yes and so his last name was Fernandez okay and it was in like the Jacksonville area of Uh Florida and that upon his death they donated that land to the state of Florida and it became the um Fernandez Reserve which is like near that whole area, Amelia Island yeah. area, and everything there. So, that was kind of cool. That's pretty you know? cool.
0: Yeah, that this land that was mm-hmm. once in your family is now part of this, you know, yeah. nature preserve. Absolutely. Have you been there? Have no, you been to that? Okay, I, I was going to say you. <laughs> you should go. And be like this used to be my land. So that's exciting. <laughs> so what? Um, what other facts? So you said once you got on the internet, I guess at some point you decided to to get on Ancestry.com eventually. Yes. How long have you been using that website?
1: Um, I've been using that for probably, January will be two years now.
0: And is it worth, I mean, this isn't an ad for them, but is it worth it? Well, for me, it was. And because
1: I did do, so (laughs) this is back to my cheapness, right? but I waited until like December when they had like a Christmas Mm -hmm. discount or whatever. But I really was interested in like, you know, where... I came from, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I know where I immediately come from, but you know, just genetically speaking, right. you know, because like I said, you know, as far back as I could go, my families have been in the United mm-hmm. States for a really long time, so I'm just kind of a bunch of everything right, right? you right. know, because I think that's what we are right. that have been here for a long time. And um, my husband's family is more directly from Norway. Okay. Is is where his family at least thought they were from. Right. I'll get to that in a little bit. All right. But anyway, um, so I was really just interested in that. Mm-hmm. You know, just from a genetic standpoint. So I did their little um, DNA test. Right. And 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 so I'm curious
0: about this is so how, this comes in the mail and you spit in it right? Or li- you, yes, are literally. You, okay, yes. you literally spit in you it. You literally
1: spit in it, and
0: you mail it back <laughs> mail to it them, off. and they do some sort of DNA testing. Yes. And then how long does it take? It um, took about a month. Okay, and then mm-hmm. you log on at some point, and you're able to see what what do they show you, or what yes. can they tell you from so your DNA?
1: They sent me an email, and so I logged on and everything, and so they, and it's really interesting how they do it. And if you go to the that particular website, and there are other ones that right, do the same yeah. thing but they have videos that kind of explain how can they really right. know you know where you're from right. which is interesting but basically what it showed me is it had like a map of the world mm-hmm. and it had kind of highlighted where my genes were showing okay. similarities to and at what percentage right so obviously i was much more heavily heavily in the, you know, Western European area. Right. So okay. like, you know, England, Scotland, Ireland, right. some France. So very heavily. In that area, which
0: reflects from your family being in the U.S. for right. hundreds and hundreds of years, because right. that's where, where the first settlers came from. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes and sense. That
1: it, it tracked with everything mm-hmm. that I that I knew to be true. Mm-hmm. So there weren't any like amazing like oh wow moments for me. Mm-hmm. Although I was, I ended up being thirty four percent Irish, which was my okay. largest uh, concentration. All right, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, but I when i look again look at that whole family tree thing i can say oh yeah well those people came from ireland right. and you know so it kind of it makes sense in that but it was kind of interesting to so it doesn't find give that.
0: so it's just it's not giving um time frames or anything like that Mm-mm. it's literally just saying you know you match up with people that have these similar you know genetic right. dna okay right
1: and then the other thing that it does is it shows you other people that have taken that same DNA test on their site that you may be related to in some way.
0: That you can then decide if you want to to reach out to or try to connect somehow. Right and try
1: to you know figure out how you're related or whatever and they so that was kind of neat and it also will show you like to what degree you're related Mm -hmm. so if it suspects you're for me I don't have anybody closer than a first or second cousin and so it'll show me who they think could fit within that range and then who could fit into the third to fourth cousin range and then it keeps kind of going out from there so
0: it gets pretty pretty low Mm -hmm. you're just the chances who knows yeah probably slim
1: but you know you can obviously you can contact those people if you'd like to but obviously you don't have to but
0: so did that open up uh, being on the ancestry.com did that also open up like more of your family tree to be able to go back and trace farther mm-hmm. okay so what did you find so you said you went pretty far back right I did. Okay, so. I
1: went into um, two sides of my family tree I went back to first century oh. <laughs> yes okay in England because if you can if you think you know that and really they're getting all that from church records right by that time you know and it was before they had last names so it'd be like that's you incredible. know Kimberly daughter of you know this person and um, so that was kind of interesting you know to see that but and especially you know pre last names and then you know you can see how it progresses to the last name being indicative of what you did right you know for a living you know
0: so you're talking like this has got to be like almost like 50 or 60 generations right i I mean you're going so far back (laughs) that's that's incredible yeah
1: and like on ancestry it has where you can put in the um the family tree Mm -hmm. like you can type all those things in so it's kind of funny when you get to because it'll tell you like in what degree of relation right. it is and you get to people that are like the 28th great grandparent
0: <laughs> yeah at that point that's
1: pretty far back you're
0: getting you're getting pretty far back in the future but
1: it, it's yeah it's it that's been interesting and um one thing that i did that i wanted to mention to you that was really super cool is i mentioned my grandmother was mm-hmm. from kentucky well i have A picture of the house she grew up in that I inherited from my mom, who Uh inherited from her, but it was, it was like a very early photograph. I don't know if you've, it's like a black and white photograph that's been painted, Mm -hmm. and she lived. She used to always say she lived on a horse farm, and so, and that's what it it shows in Kentucky. And so, a couple of years ago, my husband had taken me to Louisville, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. for a U (laughs) two concert. Excellent. (laughs) Anyway. My grandmother was from Harrodsburg, Kentucky, okay. and I was like, I wonder how far away that is, you yeah. know, because I've never been to Kentucky ever, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't that far away, so we drove over there and um, went to the cemetery, the mm-hmm. main cemetery there, and of course, I found my grandmother's um, family, because right. her last name is Terhune, which is really kind of yeah. odd, but she's the French Huguenot that okay. I mentioned the, earlier. Yeah, from
0: New York, yeah.
1: Yes, and then I... Also knew they had this because they had come, you know, for religious freedom. Mm. They had created this. They called it the Old Mud Meeting House. Okay. Was their first, like, church gathering mm. or whatever. It's still standing.
0: Wow. And, I, we,
1: and it's like a one of those, you know, historical sites or whatever. Right. So we went there. So that was kind of cool just Absolutely. to see that because it also had a graveyard that had – you know, obviously really, really old right. graves in, you know, like 1700s, mm-hmm. like revolutionary wartime yeah. graves. So that was neat to see as well. So we were just kind of taking a shot in the dark mm-hmm. and saying, I wonder if we could find where she lived. Okay, just for kicks. Yeah. you know. So I real quick logged on, you know, with my mm-hmm. phone to my ancestry account, and looked up, you know, Trying to find if I could find like a road or something, right. even though it would have been an old name. Right. Maybe I could find something. So I did. I found this old road name on like one of the census documents. Okay. And so we put it in Google Maps.
0: And okay. <laughs> it
1: took us to this road. So we're driving down this road. And it's just, if you've ever been to Kentucky, it's just like it's these like rolling, rolling hills, hills you yeah. know? It's like horse farm after right. horse farm, you know? So we're driving along all of a sudden it's there.
0: Wow. (laughs) Like
1: it's on this hill. I'm like, that's it. That's got to be it. So, and it was like in shambles as I'm sure you can imagine because you know my grandmother, you know, she was born in the early 1900s, 1908, 1910, whatever. And um, so it's pretty old place. So we drive up. It's very much abandoned. So I didn't feel bad about walking around. (laughs) Checking (laughs) it out. It was interesting because you're just not even going to believe this. But the the facade, the front of it mm-hmm. was, was all there. But you walk around the back and it's like the whole back half of the house is gone. It's like barely standing up. So my husband's Googling now, right. you know, trying to figure out what happened. Well, it had been hit by a tornado like a year before.
0: A year before y'all had yes. just come there and it had just torn the back side of the <laughs> yes. house off, but left the fr- wow.
1: People just left it steaming, I guess, but huh. but you could see the inside, which was yeah. kind of cool, you know. To so I like, could kind of yeah. see it and everything, but I could look because I, I had you know obviously the picture at home, but through all my family research mm-hmm. and everything, I had found a picture of my grandmother, her brother and a sister, mm-hmm. and her parents standing in front of this
0: house. Oh, wow.
1: So I, again, am able to pull yeah. that up on, you know, the Ancestry thing and look at it next to the facade that I'm looking at. And that's how I knew it was the same yeah. house, you yeah. know, because it was, ex- identical, up. Yeah. you know, the, the windows, the columns, all of that. And so that was really, that's really exciting
0: cool. exciting to be able to... So, trace back in history and go visit places that that your relatives it was used crazy to live. it
1: was so crazy but it was fun like later when i obviously i took pictures but later i was able to to put a, a then and now kind of oh, to yeah. collage together so you can kind of see them side exciting. by side so that was that was kind of cool that's to exciting be able to do my,
0: that. um, i'm going to interject my own story here my favorite picture i have in my house is um it's really old and it's so it's my grandfather As a boy, he's five, and then it's um, his father, which is my great-grandfather, and then my great great grandfather and then my great 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 grandfather who did fight in the civil war and is wearing like his civil war like medallion oh, on cool. his jacket and he's really old picture. you know it's four generations um but it was what, what was cool about that is sometimes and i don't know if you've ever seen this in any of your stuff the photo the original photo was really torn up but they can do restoration right. stuff now and it looks really good like we got it restored and it I mean it still looks old but they were able to restore like the edges and there was yeah. like a tear in the middle of it and stuff that that stuff's really really interesting. So what um so what advice do you have like if someone wants to get into genealogy and wants to like they have all they know is like you started out back mm-hmm. in the 90s they know their mom and their dad and their grandparents where do right. where do they go from there? Like yeah. what would be the best way for someone to do research
1: right i think that the best way are the free web the free web pages okay. you know initially just until you know you can you feel like you know what you're looking for right. and you can get some traction in your search you know okay. is that and even if they have rel- older relatives that are still alive that's always okay. neat to do. And because that's kind of one of the things I started out with was an older relative mm-hmm. that had a lot of this knowledge. Um, it was actually my grandfather's younger, youngest sister who was like 98 years old at the time. But she had already old. done
0: some of the research <laughs> but she for knew, you, right? But, but, knew, or yeah. just knew this information. She knew these people, okay.
1: right? So she could remember her grandmother and you know, she could remember like, my grandmother having her first child, you know, know, she can remember all these stories. But, you know, it's, it's sad because once that person's gone, all that knowledge goes with them because although the genealogy can give us like the, the very specific facts, there's so much more to the story than it can ever give us, you know, but I would definitely start by, you know, looking on the free websites that are available online And trying to do something there, but also if you have an older relative that you can just sit and talk to, because a lot of times older people, they, they love to tell the stories about their lives and, and the things that they've done and, and, you know, their memories of their grandparents too, you know, is, is pretty neat and to be able to listen to that. And I've always regretted not getting that yeah. information from like my aunts and uncles mm-hmm. because you know once they're gone that's gone that right. whole history is kind of gone with them right and so that's what i would um, advise just both of those things just you know start small right and try to go back and as far as working you can as far as
0: you can with yeah, the free stuff, stuff. you probably get pretty far with mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff
1: you really um, can't
0: stick with it so what is it so you know a lot of people have hobbies because it's things they love so what do you love about or what makes you continue to do this is it curiosity is it like do you does it feel give you sort of a connection to your family or what why do you like it
1: yeah I think I I feel like it's very interesting and I part of me feels like it's because I'm an only child Mm -hmm. and didn't have a lot of close family connections, even though both of my parents come from larger Mm -hmm. families. They weren't very connected and, you know, don't have a lot of things that they've handed down, you know, no Mm -hmm. family heirlooms or anything like that, you know. And so in some ways that this is my family heirloom, right? You know, it's my connection to those people that are have come before me and just kind of knowing who they are and where they lived and where they came from and what kind of things that they did and I find that really interesting to me and when I find something when I'm doing research that's super cool like you know that I'm related to Captain Morgan for example you know the the, pirate Captain Morgan (laughs) which is kind of cool you know I'm just like telling my kids and my husband guess what guess what you know we're
0: related to Captain Morgan I know yay so let me so does it make it easier like when when you have a like a famous relative like that does it does it make it a little bit easier to a tie thing because they're famous there's lots written about them and lots of history yes. it's a little bit easier to track it. Yes um, absolutely. So was he so he was do you know how did he get killed or what happened to, to Captain Morgan? I think he Morgan, did probably. I think he did
1: somewhere in okay. the Caribbean I believe. <laughs> wow maybe
0: you have some buried treasure out there that, Who knows? that might belong to you. That, Maybe
1: I'm an heiress and I just don't know that's it. <laughs> true. That's
0: true. Do you like the aspect of it because it sort of feels like you're a little bit of a detective, right? Like yes. you're you're doing an investigation. Does that yes. is that appealing to sort yes, of like solve the puzzle and try to figure things out? Okay. It,
1: it's very appealing. I like to be able to figure things out mm-hmm. and um, it kind of satisfies that because y- there is information to find, generally speaking. Right. I mean, like I said, there are times when you just kind of reach a dead end But then, if you get one little piece of information, it it can can unlock. unlock. Yes. So, if you have, for example, you know a name, but you don't know a birth year, Mm -hmm. sometimes just figuring out a birth year can unlock everything, you know, or an an area in which the person was born. Were they born in a certain state? You know, that can open up things. Right. And so, that's very appealing to me. Because, and with Ancestry.com, and again, no advertisement for them.
0: Right, Yeah.
1: Um, but it's it gives you hints okay for each person okay. so and they may or may not be the person you're looking for. It's up to you
0: to do the research mm-hmm. to try to figure out right. if there's some sort of if connection they, if there. it fits. Okay,
1: and um, so that's that's kind of neat. I like that.
0: Very cool. Well, it sounds like a really interesting hobby. It is. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm definitely I want to get one of the uh, saliva tests now and <laughs> yes, I want to see what my background. You it's know, just fun
1: to see because no, it could wait. be surprising. Could like, be,
0: yeah, it could be anything, I suppose. So,
1: I mean, because um, I, I pretty much knew I was kind of like boring Western European, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. That that's where I was going to fall. But just knowing, like, that the Irish in me is predominant, you know, right. with the thirty-four percent or whatever, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And you know, just learning more about that, you know, um, yeah, where you where you come everything. from and your
0: family and. Who was in your past? The the pirates yes. <laughs> that were part of your past. Yes. So, so, that's yeah, that's really interesting. And how they
1: ended up in America too? It's kind of cool, yeah. you know, because you figure you can kind of see when they come and.
0: Yeah, we all have this unique sort of American mm-hmm. experience here, and to, to figure out when people came over and how they came over and where they came from is
1: yeah, is I pretty have pretty cool one ancestor that I was able to find that was Scottish originally, mm-hmm. and. Um, the last name was Lamont, mm-hmm. and they were embroiled in a clan war and with the Campbells, Clan Campbell. Okay. And the Clan Campbell basically, you know, killed all of them except for a few that were able to escape. Well, this one ancestor, it was a woman. Mm-hmm. She was able to escape with her three sons. Okay. They fled to Ireland where they changed their last name. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. And then
1: kind of stayed in Ireland for a little while and then escaped to the. United States or America? Yeah, at that time. What,
0: like these are yeah. amazing stories. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's, and so I can, you know, you can. There, they have a whole website dedicated to this clan. Where you can see the castle where you know that, that this whole massacre I mean it was mm-hmm. like five thousand people it was Ooh, a lot yeah, of people. that's a lot so the castle where all this happened is still there it has like this monument to this you know horrendous thing that right. happened there so you know that all that stuff's still standing there you know yeah. so maybe one day I get to go see it
0: <laughs> that's super exciting so that and, and that brings so it does seem like the farther you go back just the The wider the net goes, Mm -hmm. and the more stories and things like this you're talking about that you can sort of discover. And you can go, I'm assuming you can sort of go down these paths and almost get lost on them, and then come back and go down a whole nother path, you know, of a a relative's. And then you've got. two different sides of the family. It's, I, I guess it's, it's infinite. I was going to say yeah. it really is infinite sort of the research you can do, Definitely. which also makes it a really good hobby because you can just keep <laughs> jumping back in. You're yeah. never finished with it. Exactly. So.
1: It's never, it's the never ending story, right? <laughs> it, it truly
0: is. So are your children into it at all? Or?
1: No, but okay. I'm hoping that maybe one, you day. Know, one day, maybe right. they will take up the gauntlet you and continue. You can pass this
0: information <laughs> along to them and they can yeah. continue. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling me all about your, uh, your interesting hobby, genealogy, and uh, I'm sure if anyone has any questions, they can just oh
1: you, yes absolutely. Can just ask you
0: and you can help them out. All I right. would love
1: that. Thank cool. you, Mr. Lawless. Thanks,
0: Ms. Bondison. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mrs. Bondison. I cannot believe she's traced her family tree back almost 2,000 years. That is crazy. And she's related to a famous pirate, so uh, I know who I'm going to talk to if I running into a dead end on my own family research. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Mrs. Bondeson. So if you like this episode of Extracurricular, please keep listening to the podcast. I'm going to continue to sit down with students and teachers and talk about all the cool things they do outside of school. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you have an extra minute, uh, you can help us by leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. If you want to ask me a question or want to know more about the podcast, drop me an email. If you're interested in Gwinnett Online Campus, you can head over to our website and find out all about the school and the great things we have going on. I put links to my email and the show uh, or the school website in the show notes. And uh, once again, uh, special thanks to Dr. Ray and Dr. O'Neill. This podcast would not be possible without their support and inspiration. And I look forward to joining you again next episode. See ya.